0: Hi, friends. Pastor Daryl here, and you're tuning in to Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. I believe this is episode 14 of my podcast. Hey, if you're listening, thanks for coming back and staying tuned in. Uh, let me open a word of prayer. Dear Lord God, again today, I, I just give you praise and honor. And I give you all the glory, Lord God, and I thank you for using me as a as a tool as a vessel or God I thank you for this platform that you give me with the ability to maybe to reach out and to, to encourage and lift up edify or maybe even just kind of help to lead somebody my goal for this lord God is may someone only one come to know the saving grace of your son Jesus Christ and again I thank you for using me in Jesus name amen <laughs> wow you know uh well, most of you know by now I preach a pastor a little church and uh, in Monroe Michigan and uh Yesterday, I always record my podcast on Monday, and yesterday was Sunday, and naturally we had a service. And I did a sermon, and uh, I kind of want to talk about it. It, I I, I come in, you know, I lay out a sermon, and God kind of directs me down where he wants me to go. I hit some highlights of different things, and then I get here on Sunday, and yesterday, uh, I probably did a third of the sermon. The, The Lord directed me down three different paths. Thank you, Lord God. I give Him praise for this because I tell you what, He dragged me down three different paths, had me all over the place. I was confused, but every path that I hit, somebody had raised their hand that was facing something that we were discussing. That we were see my the format in our church is a little different than most churches. We're not just to sit there, and listen, and be good and you know set forward with your hands crossed. We actually interact, talk, and I encourage the. The congregation to speak out if they don't know something want to understand it better raise their hands and say hey what do you mean we talk man we're here to learn and grow well anyway doing this he led me three different directions yesterday and all three of them was down a path that someone someone separate from another that was actually uh going through so you know hey i give god praise uh but anyway, I'm going to jump back in that, because I, I believe yesterday that the the sermon that uh the sermon that I studied on and was building off of was important, and I believe because he he didn't lead me to something different for today, for uh, <clears throat> podcast. So I'm believing there's somebody maybe out there today that's going to be listening this that that can glean something from it that he feels necessary that it be uh, talked about again. So I am in. The, James chapter one. Now, I'm not. I read. I read twelve verses yesterday, uh, one through twelve. Uh, actually, I'd appreciate if you guys would take a few minutes today and go back through and reread 12, 1 through twelve. But today, I really want to talk about one verse. Concentrate on one verse, and that was verse twelve itself. It said, "Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life." Huh. I started off that yesterday and I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking into a congregation of people. Now, now we're not an upper enchilada church of high esteemed people, if you would. Most of us in here have, uh, well, we've got dealt a pretty pretty poor hand in life and we've been through a lot of stuff. Whether it be self-induced or not, not important. But the deal is that everyone in here has been going through some hard things in life and uh majority in the church and beyond the church, I think out here listening today, are still going through some hard things in life. And uh, so when I say this, that, you know, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for he's been approved, he will see the crown of life. For some of us, I think it's hard to understand. (laughs) But but, but I want to talk a little bit about today, about how we can turn our trials into blessings, if you would. See, see, trust me, I get it. I get it. Sometimes it is hard to understand why. But the truth is, my friends, problems are going to hit us. That's guaranteed. I said yesterday, I say it today, and I'll say it tomorrow. The one thing in life guaranteed is death. If you know what I mean, we are going to face some hard times some hard issues, some things we're going to have to come up against in life. And it usually comes at us hard and unannounced, out of nowhere, and slaps us really good, and it nails us to a wall, if you would, and it hits us with its great intensity, if you would. And now here, James, (laughs) we got him. He's telling us, oh, just count it all joy. Are you serious? Listen to this. Just count it all joy. Well, I'm hoping today, as we talk through here, maybe we'll better understand what he means about count and all joy. See, I believe with a deeper understanding, our prayers and our cries to the Lord uh, will change from us asking him, Why? Why am I going through? Why am I dealing with this? Why is this coming up against me? And I think it'll go from that to us thanking him for what he's doing. <laughs> See, as Christians, and, and this is for a lot of us people, listen to me, for Christians, I believe I believe we need to learn to rejoice. See, even in our worst of days, they can be blessings if we look at them through God's eyes. See, he, the devil he uses things to his advantage to break us down. He takes the, he likes to turn things in our life for bad, which is for him good, if you would. But here, I mean, I'm here to tell you, our God, He can and He will flip them things that He may use them for His good. See, whatever the devil's conjured up to bring glory unto himself, God's gonna flip it around and bring glory unto God. Now, the one thing we need to keep in mind about rejoicing is that through everything and anything, God is in control. And he is He is going through it all. He, he's worthy, and go as we're going through it all, He is worthy to be praised. See, no matter the situation, God is worthy. For good times, God is worthy. Bad times, God is worthy. God is great and worthy to be praised at all times. No matter what we go through, no matter the condition we find ourselves in, no matter if it's a good day or a bad day, I count it all joy. See, I know who's in control. And, and, and I spoke this yesterday, and I'll speak this again today. Because I know who is in control, I can yell out with authority. Hallelujah! See, see, it's a, in a world filled with dangers and darkness. Hallelujah! It means in a community where drugs run rampant. Hallelujah! The crime on the rise. Hallelujah! People, uh, praise is hitting all-time low. Now is the time to proclaim hallelujah. See, friends, it's important. It's essential that we look past our our circumstances and we cling on to the cross, if you would. James encourages us to do just that. He says, count each each trial as a learning experience. Count each tribulation as a stepping stone. Count every troublesome occurrence as joy, rejoicing in the midst of our suffering, praising God in the midst of our pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest form of exhortation or praise. It is the proclamation of confidence to the one who sits high. Yet he has the ability to see down low. See, we should shout it because we recognize that even, through it may, even though it may appear that our burdens are overbearing, oh, we can shout victoriously because we understand that God is awesome. God is mighty. God is wonderful. And he can do anything but fail. Our text today, you know, it comes from the book of James. Now, I gave a little backdrop yesterday, and I'm going to do that again today, actually. Yeah, a, a, a kind of a little insight about who James was. James was Jesus' brother. He, he was James. James was Jesus's half-brother, if you would. And, and uh, he didn't really follow any of Jesus' teachings till after his resurrection. Anyway, James, he, he had become this leader of this little Jerusalem church, if you would, and, well, for a short period, if you know, it's just a short time after that, he was executed. He was stoned to death for following Jesus' teachings. Now, this letter, it lacked many of uh, the usual characteristics. Uh, it, it, this was a general epistle, uh, meaning it, it wasn't written to any specific person or, or a church, if you would. James was considered by many... Uh, be like a book of wisdom i believe i mentioned that yesterday too also it reminds me of like the book of uh, proverbs if you would the letter was addressed to 12 tribes that was scattered abroad meaning the nation of israel and the, and the jews scattered throughout the gentile lands now this letter was addressed to jewish christians living outside of palestine see we see today if you look in that third world christian persecution that goes on and uh, the severity of it—I—I I, could not imagine that what we see today, how it was back when this text was actually written. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm gonna. Well, I wasn't there. I'm not quite that old, but I—I'm I, gonna wager to say that it—it uh, it was a, a lot more intense than what it is today. See, we see in our text that the spirit was, but an important thing is that it still is teaching us that we must consider our trials. To be fruit producing, uh, blessings, if you would. You know, I didn't read one through, one through twelve, did I? I just hit twelve. But I tell you what, there was a, two verses that I want to kind of build off, and I should have read, but I'm gonna read them right now. Verses two and three, and it says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that your testing of your faith produces, uh, produces patience. Uh, see, becoming." Becoming a Christian, this is hard for so many, because so many pastors and preachers preach and teach. Come to the altar, give yourself the Lord, and the whole world is beautiful and wonderful. And, but truth of the matter is, a Christian does not get excluded, or it does not exclude believers from difficulties in life. You know, in John fifteen twenty it says, Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they keep yours also. And then it tells us in Timothy, it says, Yes, and all who desire to love, live godly in Christ Jesus, will suffer persecution. Truth is, my friends, we all will, and we all do, face and deal with uncomfortable Painful circumstances in life, and I'm talking all through life from the beginning to end, unexpected, untimely, unplanned. Okay, none of us are exempt from the trials or troubles of this life, or even death. You know, I spoke to that earlier about the one thing in life guaranteed is death. You know, death is no respecter of of loved ones snatched away or. I don't know. Here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, whatever you want to word it, tragedy inevitably comes and often without warning. Whatever the cause, whatever the reason, sometimes we suffer painful circumstances of our sins too. I I wanted to hit that too. That means things like uh, AIDS or unexplained pregnancies or even addictions, if you would. See, we will always deal with reactions from our actions. So now gotta ask, what about the good people? <laughs> sure, sinners suffer from the sins, but shouldn't good people be exempt from painful experiences? I've heard that before too. What about all those saints who are in poverty and sickness? What about the godly people who are mocked and persecuted for their faith? Hmm Well, in light of the fact we should Think it not, think it not strange when painful things happen. See, we should expect it. See, with this knowledge, we will be aware of the facts that trials and troubles and tribulations are inevitable. Now, the question is, not are we gonna, but how should we respond to? Okay, firstly, we have to choose to face our trials with the right focus. Now, the Holy Spirit, he he admonishes us by his words of James to count it all joy. See, when you fall into diver temptations, if that sounds strange, perhaps it's a good understanding of the definition of joy. It it is an emotion based on volition. Volition meaning uh, 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 someone's own will or deliberately deciding or choosing something, okay? Joy is the product of a proper focus. You can count count your trials to be blessings. This is a proper focus. This is not an ignorant focus. It's not a a bury your head in the sand approach. This is a biblical focus that produces joy as an informed focus. I'm not trying to get all theological or deep here, but let let me say this. Jesus said, okay, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclaim, Exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. Heck, I could even jump even a little bit farther into it. First Peter four. Ah, actually. Twelve and thirteen, says beloved, think it is not strange, considering the fiery trial, which is is to try you, as will some strange thing happen unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when His glory shall be real revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy. Hmm. Wow, friends, see if we can learn to choose to count our trials to be blessings. You will take notice of all the blessings that you receive during and after your trials. Amen. Oh, amen, amen, amen. See, see. We have a choice. We can focus on our trials. We can blame God. Oh, we can become boo-woo me, bitter and angry. Our trials are not a choice. Trials, my friends, are a fact. Your response to these trials, that's your choice. Amen. So, so, so we need to count it all joy. Now we gotta ask, why, why is it happening to me? I hear that too all the time. Why is it happening to me? Now, first. We got to understand, or we got to come to the realization, or we, we got to learn to grasp onto the fact that, okay, I know this is hard for us, but we have to expect our trials to produce fruit. Our faith is tried when painful experiences come our way. Doubts come. God's power comes into question. Our faith is tested. Then we start having thoughts. the If God is really in control, how can he be good? Is he even out here? See, when, 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 when we sit there and we stewing this stuff, See when, when, when your spouse is going through maybe some hard times or some, some, uh, some bad results, maybe a parent passes away or maybe you lose a child. Maybe your prayers have been going unanswered. Maybe you have people that mock you and leave you isolated. Next thing you know, now we're facing financial losses. They take us over. What can all come from this? What, what good can come from all this? Endurance, my friends. Endurance. Endurance is produced by trials. We become more and more able to face challenges as we conquer the doubts produced by the trying of our faith. I can honestly say I have never gone through a trial that was pleasant. (laughs) I don't think too many people would raise their hand and say, oh, I have, I have. But for me, what made it all worth it was the fruit it produced. See, Whatever your trial is, it will produce fruit of endurance in your lives. I know, I know, I know listen to me. It's so easy for me to, to, to sit here and spit it out at you. But the truth of the matter is, if you're dealing with something right now, if you're really facing something right now, stuff's coming up against you right now, stop, sit down, clear your thoughts, clear your head, and just lean forward. Bow your head down and say, God, I submit unto you, Do what you may, do what you will. I trust in you, Lord God. And I promise when you raise your head back up and look forward, you're going to start seeing some sun through the clouds because he will carry you through whatever you're going through. So understand that. Well, like I said, whatever your trial is will produce a fruit of endurance in your life. Our trials are not meaningless God is too good to allow us to go through needless suffering. Now it's up to us. My, listen, whoever's listening here, my friends, I'm talking to you. It is up to you to choose to let patience have her perfect work in you. Endure the trial. Do not allow the devil to derail your deliverance through the disobedience. Reject his thoughts. When your faith is when, when it's tried and the deceiver, I mean when the devil comes against you, would have you believe that God has forsaken you, reject that lie. Become the person God wants you to be by enduring the trials of your faith. Don't ever give up, brothers and sisters. Don't ever give up. Today's trial will produce in you the the endurance necessary to come through tomorrow's test victoriously. See, my friends, when we choose to count our trials to be blessings, we have to understand that trials are to perfect us. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Yes, I am. Now we have to ask, why should I be so eager to be perfected? Well, we need to look to the future. The ultimate reason for our trials are to prepare us, knowing the only hope we have is in Christ himself. We are being prepared to rule and reign with him through eternity. See, everything in this life will pass, both the painful and the pleasant. Our glorification with Jesus Christ will be endless forever and ever and ever. Amen. There are many things in life that causes us to be knocked around. Oh, my friends, think about it. There are many situations that make it hard for us to be certain that God is in control. Understand, the devil uses these seeds of doubt to turn us away. However, When we take the time to reflect on the goodness of God, now reflect on the goodness of our God, when we allow our minds to think on everything he has done, everything he is doing and the things he's going to do, the things to come, our souls should be crying out in the midst of our trials and our tribulations as we go through life. He wants our praises at all times. Time we arise till the time we lay our heads upon the pillow. Praising Him for everything, thanking Him for everything. His grace and His mercy. Remember, friends, when your praises go up, our blessings come down. Remember when you feel backed against the wall, when everyone is against you, when everybody has forsaken you, God said He will never, never leave us or forsake us. He will never leave us alone. And as for your going through a storm, cry out, hallelujah, count it all joy, my friends. Choose to focus on the future rather on the pain of the present. Hold on, endure, know that your trials are blessings. God is preparing for you something greater. All the painful experiences, the ones that don't make sense, they start making sense when you choose to count your trials as blessings. I know God has great things in store for us. I'm going to close right now by saying, my friends, my friends, don't give up. Bye for now.